Welcome to Coach to Coach, a podcast dedicated to showcasing the power of coaching. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder, and I offer coaching to academics and higher education professionals to bring more ease to their lives and work. Before you dive into this episode, here's a quick introduction to the structure of the show. In each season of Coach to Coach, a new guest coach will come on the show to demonstrate a range of coaching tools and strategies. The first episode will offer you an introduction to the guest coach. Then I'll coach the guest, and they'll coach me, for the next six episodes. And always on real topics and issues we're dealing with in our own lives. Each season will end with a debrief episode where we'll talk about how the season went and offer any updates on the topics covered in earlier episodes. It might make the most sense to start each season in the beginning and listen to the episodes in order. This season, I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Isabo Iqbal. Isabo specializes in helping ambitious perfectionists get out of their own way so that they can experience greater joy and fulfillment in their careers. Now, on to the episode. Hi, Isabo. It's so nice to chat with you today. Likewise, Katie. So how have you been since our last session? I would say it's always a blur for me, but because the uh, because yesterday was great, I'm going to say I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm going to go sometimes, with my like recent, yeah, my recent memory. Sometimes it's the most recent memories totally. that are the best ones to look <laughs> yeah, at. Exactly. Okay. So I am coaching you today. Is there a particular topic that you have in mind that you want to focus on? I want to, yes, there is. So I would like to take a look at whether I actually want to set some sort of fitness challenge for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, should I give a bit of background? Would that be helpful? Yeah, please. Go okay. ahead. So I'm, I love physical activity. I'm, I'm would consider myself quite active. Uh, there's no problem with doing regular physical activity. It's something that I get a lot of pleasure out of. Um, what I find, however, is that my physical activity isn't particularly strenuous. Um, so I'll go for what I call a wimpy run. I do a lot of cycling. I'll do a hike every few, a few weeks, but I love like a physical challenge. So what I don't understand is why, even though I love a physical challenge, I still have trouble getting myself, for example, to spin class, which I consider like really physically challenging. And what's helped me in the past is, um, having, something to work towards. So for example, this summer I went on a four day hike and I was carrying a 35 pound backpack. So for months before I was training and, and getting myself ready, that really worked for me. Now the hike is over, winter is around the corner and I am trying to figure out whether I want to set some sort of big thing um, for myself, let's say for January or so, and um, use that as motivation to do like the more weekly pieces at a higher intensity. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, it good. Does. <laughs> so I'm curious what about like right now is making this feel significant for you or kind of making it top of mind that you're really wanting to focus on it and figure this out? Uh, I think it's because summer is over and um, the, the hiking season is going to change in terms of it rains a lot here in, in Vancouver, uh, where the summer meant 
that I was doing semi-regular hiking, that was motivating for me to, to keep up with my fitness between hikes. Um, now with that changing, I'm, uh, and knowing that I love that physical intensity, but that I still find it challenging to get to the weekly stuff, it's time for me to think about whether there's some way to motivate myself for that, that high that I get when I do something intense. Okay. So it sounds like there's kind of a seasonal shift happening Yeah, and also just wanting to check in on that motivational piece to make sure you're going to kind of keep this up now that your past seasons exercise options aren't as relevant for kind of what's coming up for you. Exactly. And it could be that it's not that I need to plan like some winter camping because I actually don't want to do that, but that I need whatever, some, uh, like a, not a personal trainer, but something of that sort. Okay. Okay. So by the end of today's session, what would you like to walk away with? What would be kind of a helpful thing in terms of this particular topic? I think what would be most helpful for me is to have a clear idea of whether this is something I want to pursue, like finding something to tap further into the motivation, or whether actually I'm quite happy with my um, more laissez-faire approach to doing regular exercise and being okay with the intensity as moderate. Okay, sounds good. Okay. So, um, Isabeau, I'm curious, what tends to motivate you kind of typically? Cause you've thrown around some ideas here around kind of gamifying this, making it a challenge, having some accountability, you know, when you think about things like this that are kind of a little bit harder for you to get started with, what typically works for you in terms of motivation? Definitely accountability works. Okay accountability to somebody else in addition to accountability to myself. Um, having something I'm really looking forward to definitely works. Having it like similar to what I just said. So something fun to look forward to and having some sort of concrete event is also a piece Okay. That I will feel a sense of accomplishment around. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you think about the possibility of doing something that's a little bit more structured for yourself, what are you really hoping the outcomes of that might be? You know, that following this particular next season, how would you want to end that season? I want to end it feeling strong, like strong in my body mm -hmm. because I live in my mind so mm -hmm. much of the time with my thoughts swarming around, I get so much pleasure out of using my body and um, being reminded of its strength. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you think about this possibility of doing this for yourself, can you think of like a metaphor of what, what it means to you to bring something like this into your life at this particular moment? 
What does it feel like? Kind of feels like a warm, crackling fire. Mm. Tell me more about that. I find fire is really mesmerizing when I'm around a campfire, for example, and they really draw me in. Um, and they also just give me such immense pleasure because I tend to be cold almost all the time. So being by a fire is just delicious. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you have really positive connotations with mm -hmm. doing something like this in this next season. It feels mm -hmm. like you're gifting yourself something. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So when you think about the possibilities for this, I'm sure you've already thought about it. <laughs> what are what are some of the things that have kind of floated around your mind as as potential things you could do? <sighs> um, potential things I've thought about is doing some sort of group fitness coaching program. Other things I've thought about is trying to find an accountability buddy. Mm, other things are like finding some sort of event for January, February that would uh, catalyze the, or enhance the internal motivation. Doing something with my spouse so that it could be combined, like time for us together, but also time um, working out. I have thought of, did I say personal trainer? You mentioned that earlier, but not in yeah. this particular yeah. list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'd say those are the things I have thought about. Okay, so those things seem more structural in terms mm -hmm. of kind of what could be included. Are there certain activities that you've also talked thought about that you think would help you with that strength piece? And I'm curious if they would be things you've done before or mm -hmm. something brand new that mm -hmm. would you, you would kind of expose yourself to. Mm. So things I've done before, spin classes, uh, running, hiking. Uh, other things that I have thought about are swimming uh, that I haven't done. So these are the ones now that I haven't done. Um, swimming, like some sort of CrossFit. Yeah. And then in the first category was, of course, like weight training. Mm-hmm. When you mentioned strength, I also thought about things like Pilates and yoga mm. as well. Are mm. those things you've tried in the past? Uh, I have tried yoga. I've never tried Pilates. So when you list out those things, is there anything you feel particularly drawn to? Definitely the hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the spin classes. You're talking about things to do 
as I'm training towards something. Is that what you're talking about? Is that what you're asking? I'm curious just what kind of instinctually you think positively toward as you're thinking about this list. Okay. What I think positively towards. What I don't think positively towards is -hmm. the swimming. I really don't like swimming. Okay. Um, I really like it after I'm done with swimming. Like I feel a huge sense of accomplishment because I've actually, uh, I dislike being in a pool so much that when I actually do it, I'm like, yay, (laughs) I I did it. Um, But everything else of the things I've tried, I I like and, and, or I'm attracted to in some way. Okay. So it sounds like there's a couple things going on here. One is to think about any one of these things as the actual thing that you do. Like maybe you challenge yourself to hike a certain amount of times or you do a group hike with a group of people or you go to a certain number of spin classes. But then you also mentioned training towards something else. So using these things as like a means to an end. Do you have kind of an instinct about which of those things you want to be leaning towards? Is it an event that you're training toward or is it just doing the thing for the thing in itself? That's part of the clarity I want today. Mm-hmm. No, I just, because I don't have um, a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Maybe that's not entirely true. If I could identify something hugely motivating as an event, that could be done in the winter time. I think that's my preference. I, it's that I'm stuck on whether that thing exists and I don't want to, um, I guess I don't want to postpone and delay the other pieces while I try to figure out, like I want to sort of move on from this wishy-washy state I've been in okay. the last few weeks. What do you think about creating your own event? too much work. Okay. So you definitely want something that already exists. You don't necessarily want to set up a challenge that you create yourself and then follow along. Um, no, that doesn't, that, yeah, that doesn't really appeal to me unless it were of the kind that you were describing just a few minutes ago, where I, which I've thought of in the past is, you know, challenge myself to doing a certain number of hikes or doing a certain number of spin classes. It's that, um, yeah. Okay. What is the relationship between this question that you're asking yourself about kind of where to go with this and your larger values? Well, physical health is definitely um, a value of mine. And I haven't thought of it well, learning is another uh, big value of mine. And uh, a sense of accomplishment and achievement is sometimes tied into the learning, but not necessarily. Um, I haven't put achievement, accomplishment as a separate value. I think I've lumped it in, as I said, to, to the learning. So I think those are the two that it, it ties into. Mm-hmm. And if you were to think about your relationship 
right now with physical health and physical wellness. How would you describe that relationship? Uh, I would say it's a strong relationship. It's a, a, a good relationship. Um, it's, uh, and it's also a relationship in which I'm seeking something more and mm -hmm. something, uh, when I say different, it's about the more. It's, a, it's about the, the, the sense of accomplishment around that. Okay. Is there a sense of boredom or complacency that's coming into that relationship right now? Or is it just more wanting to level up because of how strong it is? It's more level up. Um, and I think that complacency and boredom is around the corner, right? Like it's me trying to anticipate and prevent that. Okay. So I'm not like, oh, so I guess I'm going to go to the gym. This, like I don't, don't want to be there. Okay. So one of the things I want to see if we can identify, Isabeau, is how your mindset is shifting around physical wellness. Because if you're at a place where you've kind of plateaued, it might mean you're ready for a, a leap mm. in terms of what to do next. And that may be because of that strength of that relationship. So when you think about where you want to be, maybe five years from now, when it comes to your relationship to physical wellness, where do you see that? What's included in kind of your long-term understanding of that relationship? Mm. I'm going to go one year because okay. I find, um, I find that easier for me. Okay. And I'm going to, um, so my succinct answer is that I would like to have e even more confidence around my physical abilities. And the example that's really kind of in my face at the moment is uh, this summer I did some hiking uh, but I didn't do other than the the trip back in June with the backpack um, I didn't do any really challenging hikes and part of the reason is because for whatever for for reasons I still don't fully understand I lack confidence that I will be able to either um, do the hike at the pace of the group. So what I would like is, let's say by next summer, that I feel really, really confident. And I, I think I could keep up with the group. I think it's a mindset thing. Um, but that's kind of where I'd like to be in a year, like have that real confidence in my fitness. Okay. So when you talk about keeping up with the group, Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Talk to us about the logistics of that, you know, in terms right. of length, in terms of, you know, what, what's required there. Yeah. So how I go hiking is I, I um, access a listserv that where for people who do call outs for, for hikes. So I don't have a group of people that I hike with regularly. So it means I'm hiking with strangers most of the time and I don't know what their group dynamics are like and I don't know what they're pacing, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the logistics part of it. Um, and sorry, what was the other part of your question? Just thinking about the um, 
trying to kind of nail down some of quantify this a little bit. So Mm -hmm. are we talking, you know, hiking 25 miles? Are we talking hiking five miles? Like, what does this mean in your mind to have confidence? You know, what would be the upper limits of what you would want to be able to do? So I would say uh, at this point, I'm totally confident with five hours, pretty confident with six, upwards of six. I'm like, oh, I know I'd be tired. Depends on how steep and what the terrain is like. Um, depends who I'm with. So uh, in terms of quantifying it, I would like to be able to do um, an eight-hour hike and feel like if I saw a call out for an eight-hour hike, like, oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So when you talk about having a concrete event or goal Mm -hmm. so that you can feel accomplished, is that something that could be scheduled? For January or February, doing an eight-hour hike or at some point after that to kind of test your ability? I don't think so because of the snow on the mountains. It's, okay. um, it, it could potentially be an eight-hour snowshoe, but I, I just don't know. Um, okay. So this is yeah. kind of a training period for mm-hmm. that potential mm-hmm. goal. Yeah. When would you be able to test that? When would the weather allow for you to celebrate your accomplishments with an eight hour hike? Mm-hmm. Uh, the snow is usually melted by July here. So it's a, it's a ways away. Uh, hence the desire to have something halfway, what I'm thinking of halfway, January, February, mm-hmm. uh, where I could be doing something towards that summer mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. What do you think represents a good milestone? Mm-hmm. toward thinking about that kind of longevity of exercise? Well, I've pretty much discarded the, the snowshoe. So as you were asking the question, um, I have discarded the snowshoe and maybe too quickly. And perhaps there's something around that. And the reason I've discarded it so quickly is because I'm, I do, I'm always cold and the thought of, um, going snow camping is really not attractive, but uh, there might be a situation where there's something about we're actually sleeping in a cabin. I'm sure there's something. I don't know why I'm saying maybe. Um, but that's a world I don't know very much about. Like I wouldn't quite know where to look hmm. for that. Um, potentially some sort of trip, snowshoeing, challenging snowshoeing trip, like more than a little, you know, two to three hour putts around the local mountains could be something really motivating. Okay. Where would you like to go from here? Would you like to explore the concept of doing a snowshoeing event or would you like to think about other possibilities as well? Um, I'd like to explore it for a few minutes. And then if it feels like it's not where I want to go, then I can let you know. Okay. So with the snowshoeing, you said, I'm not quite sure where to start. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is not my area. Maybe we can do a little bit of brainstorming around, how would you learn more about this? If this Mm -hmm. is not something you feel entirely comfortable around, what would be some things that you could potentially do to feel it out as a possibility? Mm Mm-hmm. Um,
Well, there are some clubs locally, and I would imagine that they, some of them publish their, their trips ahead of time and others it's, it's spontaneous. So finding, possibly finding a club or a group, an organization that does winter trips Hmm. uh, and has a published schedule that I, where I could assess what would be the appropriate challenge for me. That could be one um, option. Uh, The way that I found the summer hiking group was I posted in a, in a Facebook group and asked for an organization. I think, I think ultimately, actually, I just Googled that one. Um, So those are a few ways that I could find. Okay. Do you know anyone who does this kind of snowshoeing? I do not at this time. Okay. So earlier you mentioned a few things you were looking for out of this possibility of what you would do this season. Mm-hmm. You wanted accountability. You wanted something to look forward to that you thought would be fun. And you wanted something that felt concrete and that would feel like an accomplishment. To what degree does this idea of a snowshoeing trip meet those earlier requirements? Uh, fun, concrete, accomplishment. What was the other one? Accountability was the accountability. first thing you said. Yeah. Uh, I think that if it were a trip that I had to pay for and commit to, it would definitely meet the accountability part. Otherwise, I could very easily uh, flake out, and it definitely meets all the other pieces. Okay. So this seems like a potentially solid possibility Mm -hmm. to consider. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else do you want to think through? Are there hesitations you have? as you think about this possibility? Um, I think one is the timing of it. So January, yeah, so thinking through the timing, because when I think January, I get like panicky um, about that, but there's still plenty of snow February and even March, depending on where you are in this province. I think the timing would be the biggest thing and then finding the time or making the time to to research it is another project becomes another project Mm -hmm. so the hesitation is around oh my gosh I already feel like I have a lot on my plate Um, other things that I also want to prioritize and where does this where do I fit this in Mm -hmm. what does it feel like if you for the moment at least, take it off your plate mm-hmm. and say, no, this isn't the right time for that. I mm-hmm. don't think I want to give the time and energy and it doesn't feel worth it to me. I think that would be totally fine in the short term because of the other things that I want to, especially something to do with my daughter that I don't want to delay um, and then to revisit. Okay. Revisit it. Mm-hmm. And what would be the timeline in which you'd want to revisit something like this? Uh, probably no later than October mm-hmm. and possibly even sooner. Okay. 
When you think about this season and, and other obligations and responsibilities you have in your life right now, what feels like something that you need that would give you a sense of completion, maybe even a sense of peace when it comes to physical activity and your physical health? Um, I have a hike that I want to do that is seven hours that is considered difficult, um, but I know is doable. Uh, that Doing that before the snow comes on the mountains would give me a sense of completion, um, almost a sense of completion, meaning that I had set as my goal like two of such hikes. At this point, I think I could... I would be happy with, with one, um, but zero is not, is definitely not going to give me a sense of completion. Mm-hmm. So doing would, that. Yeah. When would that need to take place? Uh, it needs dry weather and a few people to go with. I think I've, I think I've recruited the few people. Um, and then the drier weather is slightly harder to predict. When you think about these two things side by side, this snowshoe trip and this hike that you're planning, how do they compare in your mind? Hmm. One feels um, more urgent. It's urgent isn't the right word, but one feels um, like I'm drawn towards it, the doing the the local one soon and knowing how good I feel about just my short hike yesterday more in the fact that like oh yay I went I took the time I didn't let work um the the need to get more work done overtake me and I and I got out um knowing how good I feel about that then I know that doing this that this hike would would feel great and more important than planning something further away. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it feels more immediate, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. And when you think of each of those things, how do they relate to your metaphor of the warm crackling fire? Mm. They both draw me in actually at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this the snowshoe one, which I had really, like I said, discarded or not even considered. Um, yeah, is is a, a lot more compelling than it was an hour ago when I hadn't thought of it really. That's so interesting. What's changed mm-hmm. your mind uh, around that? I think because I was. First of all, um, for some whatever reason, associating a snowshoe trip with having to spend the night in a snow cave or in a tent, which really, which, which was okay when I was much younger and which is not okay now. <laughs> um, I think that was it for whatever reason I was linking the two and then realizing that, you know, actually probably doesn't need to look like that. And then the other one is thinking, 
they're probably, and then the other piece was that I was imagining that these trips are kind of like the hiking where they're with this group that I'm talking about, where it's, it's not planned more than a few days ahead and, and how that wouldn't really work for me. Um, but having, finding some organization that does this, which I think is plausible in this, in this province, um, is something worth spending a little bit of time looking into. Okay. Okay. So you talked about your values of health and learning, Mm -hmm. and you've also talked about this goal, kind of a medium to long-term goal of feeling strong in your body. Mm -hmm. You've explored a few different things here. How are you feeling about progress towards thinking through these goals at this point? Uh, I feel, I guess, more sure about my desire to do the lions, that local one, the, the seven-ish hour one. Okay. Um, and seeing how I can make that happen. I'm feeling excited about looking into the, the snowshoe, organized snowshoe piece, and I'm still still uncertain how to get myself higher in intensity on, on a weekly basis. Okay. Is that where you want to head next? Thinking Mm -hmm. about that? Yeah. Okay. What does higher intensity mean to you right now in your fitness journey? It means I get that buzz after a fitness class or fitness session that I I think it's the endorphins, right? I don't actually know what it is. Um, That high, Mm -hmm. that exercise high. That's what it means for me. How many times a week would you like to experience that? Oh my gosh. Well, I would love to experience that three times a week. I would be happy to experience it twice a week. Okay. So two to three times a week is the Mm -hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned that you got this from spin, I think a little bit earlier. What else has given you this feeling in the past? Occasionally a fitness, like a group fitness class, but hit and miss depends. Um, but I would say spin consistently um, certainly like a a long distance run. But in the recent past, it's really spin. Okay. When you think about your schedule right now and what feels realistic for you in this upcoming season of the next few months, do you feel like you have a certain amount of time that you can give to this? Does this feel like something that can be routine? Does it feel like something that needs to be kind of off the cuff, depending on what your schedule is each week? How is that feeling to you? Uh, It's definitely doable because I do that now, like in terms of dedicating time regularly. Um, it does, I do prefer off the cuff, but I don't know that that's actually the best thing. Uh, I do prefer it. And part of why I prefer it. So I think we're similar in this way, but I do my exercise very early in the morning because it ain't going to happen if I, if I do it after, uh, and I'm not a consistently good sleeper. And so if I have spent a few hours awake during the night, 
I don't want to get myself to a six o'clock class. I want to be able to, to sleep, but yeah, that's the only hesitation with the consistency in the morning piece. Okay. And do you think the morning is going to be the best time for you to do this and get that high? Uh, I think so, but I'm open to, I'm open to other possibilities. Okay. When you think about the decision-making process about this for yourself, when would you be making the decision of, should I go to the class? Should I not go to the class? Or should I go for the long run? Should I not go for the long run? Is this something that you would plan at the beginning of the week or would it be kind of a day-to-day decision? Uh, so I'm not doing long runs. That was in the past, like a thing that gave me, gave okay. me a thought. Yeah. Um, it varies. Sometimes it's the night before. Sometimes it's earlier in the week, but I would say typically it's the night before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you think about the option of spin, does that make sense to you in this season? Or are there other things you want to consider as a possibility? Definitely makes sense because once the rain hits, I um, and it's dark. I don't feel safe running in the morning, uh, but I do feel safe at a spin class. Okay. And do you have a local place that you know of that offers early morning spin classes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I love it. It's that though. I love it. I still am not getting myself there as regularly as I want. And that's like, why, how is it that even though it gives me the high, even though I really like the class, the instructor, the place, everything, it's close, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, I'm having trouble getting myself there. Okay. So you've talked a little bit about accountability and how it's really helpful for you to have external accountability when it comes Mm -hmm. to these activities. Is that something that you feel is helpful also when it comes to the spin class? Is it just not enough external accountability? Yeah, I think so. So it's a combination is that when it's nice out, I don't want to go to a a spin class. That's fine. I'd rather go for a run, but running is less, I don't run in an intense way. Um, It will start raining regularly here soon. So I, I feel like it's going to be taken care of. I don't have any accountability when it comes to the spin because it's a drop it's drop in so I just pay the drop in Got it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, it's not like I have a monthly or whatever where I feel like I want to make it x number of visits um, and then nobody you know cares whether I'm there or not okay so maybe we should think toward accountability for spin mm-hmm. when it comes to accountability and motivation Isabeau are you motivated more by carrots or by sticks um, carrots. Carrots. Okay. So something drawing you in. Yes. Okay. And you had mentioned, you know, the group fitness, hiking with other people, you know, this idea of having a partner or a buddy, you mentioned having a fitness buddy at one point. To what degree would that help with accountability and motivation when it comes to spin? I think it would help. Yeah. Is this something you've done in the past? I have not, no. And I I briefly looked into it. Like they have those um, accountability partners for you working by yourself. I did a quick Google to see if there was something that I could find in terms of spin. I I wasn't successful. So no, I have not. Okay. Um, And yes, I think it would help. What would it look like? What are some ideas that you have about, how to find an accountability partner for something like this. Mm -hmm. 
um, how to find them. Yeah, or how to set up a structure in which you would have some accountability. If I had a friend who was super keen, reliable, motivated, that would be one possibility. Um, if I met somebody there who wanted to have accountability, that would be another, uh, their being sort of the spin, the spin uh, studio, um, that would be another possibility. Um, maybe a trainer, if I had a, a trainer and was reporting back, that could potentially be another way. Those are the ways I've thought of. Mm -hmm. I know that you also have a newsletter, Isabel, that you write to your, your community or audience. Are they a possible source of accountability if you were to share with them that you were trying to motivate yourself and you were doing an experiment over the next few months? I don't, I, I haven't thought of that. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it needs to be a slightly closer mm -hmm. uh, relationship. Somebody who I can have a conversation with. Yeah. Okay. This sounds like it's something that really needs consistency for you. You mentioned, you know, somebody who would be dependable that you would know that they were going to show up or that they would be there kind of holding you accountable. Mm -hmm. When you think about your network and kind of what seems reasonable given the early morning nature of this and, and yeah. who you know who might be interested, are there possibilities or solutions that kind of immediately come to mind or that you think you might want to look into? I did reach out to a friend who is an early morning person and typically and likes to challenge herself. Um, it didn't work for, for her. So she was the only person that I could think of. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I have another girlfriend who has said she'd like to try it, but nobody comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you've mentioned this concept of a trainer. Mm-hmm. What would that mean for you to have a trainer who is holding you accountable? Well, I have um, just recently uh, paid for a certain number of personal training through um, uh, through a, a physio, actually. And I haven't met with a trainer. I actually don't even know her, know her. So that is someone that I want to see more around osteoporosis. Um, so that could be, that could be something to explore as verbal accountability. I haven't really worked with a trainer before, so I don't know, don't fully know what, what that would look like, feel like. Mm -hmm. In what ways might a coaching relationship, not necessarily with a trainer, but here we're coaching together. Yeah. In what ways could that offer you some accountability for this? Yeah, that was another one I thought of too. Um, I, I think part of my hesitation is worry that it'll be temporary 
or that I'll be able to weasel out of it in both the cases of the personal trainer and the coach. Right? If for me, it would make most sense to, to have that conversation with the, with the personal trainer, that's a good relationship. But of course, with a coach could be another one. Um, I guess those are my worries. Mm-hmm. But both those options make sense to me. And there's certainly something around um, uh, like, you know, the, well, you know, the Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, the, the, the upholder is the, the one that I'm most strongly identify with. Uh, I think there's still some sort of belief that I should be motivated enough to do this. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not logical because for all the reasons that, that similarly, right, with, with coaching, it's the same kind of hesitation. Sometimes people hesitate to coach for, the, for the, that belief. I shouldn't be able to do this by myself. And um, so I find myself in the same situation having those thoughts. Yeah. Well, and I want to affirm that you're acknowledging even people with a lot of discipline sometimes don't want to do something and it's okay. It's okay to, to feel those feelings. It's that I do want to do it or so I say, but I'm not getting myself there. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest obstacle for you? Hmm. Sometimes because I work in the early, early morning is that I feel like a run's going to be more efficient, faster. I can get a little more work done. Other times, like I say, it's more weather dependent where I feel like, well, it's going to start raining soon. And so I want to really enjoy every bit of outdoors that I can, I can get. And hence, I'd rather go for a run. But as I said, it's starting to get darker and earlier in the morning and I, and I don't like running in the dark. Um, so yeah, those are some of the pieces. It sounds like there's a lot of negotiation going on. Yes. In these moments, a lot of thought, a lot of ruminating on what the right choice is. Yeah. I want to offer a tool, Isabel, Mm -hmm. as a possible solution here. Um, And it works for some people. It really doesn't work for others. So (laughs) let's, let's try it on for size. Okay. This is a tool about making rules for yourself. And it means setting up some boundaries and some, some guidelines of how you would make a decision and when and why. So for example, if you wake up and you haven't had a good night's sleep, there's a particular rule mm-hmm. about what would happen there. Maybe you do a yoga session inside your house. It's short, it's quick, it's easy, you know, or you go for a run, whatever you decide. There would be a separate rule for if you've had a good night's sleep, but it's raining outside versus you've had a good night's sleep, but it's not raining outside. And it allows you to take some of the thought out of it and just say, well, this is what I do when these specific variables are as they are. Love it already. So you've mentioned the variables of sleep, of weather, and maybe even of work projects that are on your plate. What are the kinds of variables that you would wanna take into account when you're setting these rules for yourself? Yeah, the work projects is a slippery slope because okay. I'm dangerously 
inclined to prioritize work. Um, other variables aside from sleep, weather, and work. Um, any other activities that I might have planned would certainly be a variable. Other variables aside from sleep, work, which um, is one I am worried about, and weather might be what's going on that morning at at work in terms of how early I need to be there. Daylight, another variable. Cost. I think those are the big ones. Okay. So you seem drawn to this as a possibility. Shall mm -hmm. we try to set up some rules and see sure. what happens? Yeah. Some different variable combinations and what that might look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and pick one and think about how you might set it up for yourself. All right. Certainly the sleep one. That's that, um, that I would not set the alarm, for example, to get to a, a 6 a.m. spin class if I've been awake for a few hours during mm -hmm. the night. That would be one. I'm definitely not going to go for a run if it's dark out. Okay. I guess one rule could be around frequency, but I'm not exactly sure how to blend it in with within this framework is that if, um, if my goal is two spin classes a week, but let's say I've slept, uh, you know, poorly or even slept well, and it's nice every day of that week, then what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Knowing that I do wimpy runs, but I do intense spins and that the overall um, piece is wanting the intensity, then what, how do I think about that? It's mm -hmm. a good question. So perhaps it becomes that, um, well, one thing, obviously look at the weather and try to plan it accordingly and plot it out that, that way and stay flexible around the sleep because that is a big, the big thing. What is a bigger priority for you being outside in the nice weather or experiencing the high of mm. the spin class? Being outside in the nice weather is going to become is definitely is the priority for now. And I think will become soon because of the daylight piece mm -hmm. less possible. Okay. So maybe that's the rule is the nice weather trumps the spin. Yeah. And eventually that won't be an option yeah. <laughs> because you yeah. don't have the daylight. And so you enjoy yeah. it while you can. And then once that's over, it becomes yeah. easier in some ways to make the spin choice. Yeah. Yeah. So you've mentioned some situations about what you wouldn't do based on, you know, when it's dark, you don't do this or when you, when you don't get sleep, you don't set the alarm. What about the doing part? Mm. What are the rules that would say, okay, this is triggering me to go to the spin class? When it's raining. Okay. So rainy days <laughs> are potentially yes. good spin days. <laughs> Definitely. Rainy days are good spin days. Uh, when there are morning classes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are good spin days. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
uh, an instructor that I particularly like. I, I like them all. They're all fine. And some are excellent. Um, it's a bit spin day as well. Okay. okay. If I had a, spin, a friend that I was meeting, definitely that would be a good spin day. Okay. Yeah, those are the, but the, let's say the ones that um, the rain, the days of the week are the big ones. Okay. Is this giving you a sense of kind of how this could work for you in terms of mm. not having to think about it so much? Yeah, I think the piece is planning ahead also, like actually taking a look at the calendar and and planning ahead more than the night before. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would, would that look like for you? Like for a Sunday to do this type of mapping out when I'm looking ahead at, at some of the, the pieces that are going on. Mm-hmm. Work meetings or facilitation or whatever other commitments that I have. Mm-hmm. It's how to stick to it then. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it also possible for you to set up certain rules for the week? Like you mentioned, two to three spin classes is the rule. Mm-hmm. However, those are to happen. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the rule. I think so, because that is what I'm saying that I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two for sure. Um, given the other pieces. Okay. And is doing a spin class other than in the morning on the table at all as part of this set of rules? Yeah. Okay. So maybe something later in the day, if it's not happening or you get toward Friday and none have happened so far, you would consider maybe doing an evening or an afternoon class. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we are nearing the end of our time. How are you feeling about thinking through the weekly activities to kind of keep you feeling strong and training? And then also these concrete events that you're thinking toward over the next several months. I think I need to put aside the worry of what if I don't, you know, what if I don't do the long hike? What if I don't find the snowshoe? What if I don't meet the two weeks and kind of end? focus on the pieces um, on trying this out mm-hmm. and put some worry aside and judgment uh, about myself. Yeah, to the side. Think of that warm fire, the, um, and, and really that, that, uh, that pleasure that I get from, from feeling strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speak, speak to the, uh, the personal trainer who I haven't met and I'm still trying to set up a first appointment with and, and explore that also. Okay. It sounds like there are some actions that have come out of the session for you. You mentioned mm-hmm. speaking to the personal trainer. What are some other things that might happen? The, the planning. Mm-hmm. Piece the making time for the the planning, um, and then they really looking at what might be possible for the seven hour in terms of there's a limited number of dry weekends I think ahead. Uh, so 
blocking them out as tentative, blocking out a day as tentative, mm-hmm. um, and then seeing what actually happens otherwise. Okay. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this goes for you. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. It feels Me very too. experimental at this stage. <laughs> Does it feel experimental to you? Yeah, I like the, the, the rules idea and I need to, and, and figuring out, um, yeah, how that's going to work out for me is experimental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I look forward to checking in with you. Thank you. At a later point and we'll see how everything went. Thank you so much, Katie. You're welcome, Isabel. Always a pleasure to coach you. (laughs) Definitely. Love being coached too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coach to Coach. For any resources mentioned in the episode, check out the episode show notes at drkatielinder.com slash coach. If you found this episode to be helpful, please take a moment to rate or review the show in Apple Podcasts or recommend this episode to a friend or colleague. Thanks for listening.